up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, June 5th, happy Monday to everyone. We're going to be doing a Best Ball Mania 4 draft here on Underdog. And uh, draft starting in 20 seconds. I drew the third overall pick. Not my favorite pick. We'll see if we can get Jamar Chase to maybe fall to us. But uh, not a huge fan of the third pick, but we'll have fun with it. Uh, and again, if you guys are new to Underdog, I do have a promo code in the description for this video. Uh, I believe new users get uh, up to 100% match bonus. And uh, again, Best Ball Mania 4, it's a $25 entry. Almost 678,000 total entries in this. This is going to be running to probably like pretty much all the way up until Labor Day weekend. And uh, currently it's about 15% filled, but uh, we can look at that stuff later as did Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase go in the top two there. When I get the third overall pick, I really don't love it. Tyreek, Cooper Cup, I'm, I'm tending to take these wide receivers more than I am um, uh, McCaffrey. So I'm going to I'm gonna land with Cooper Cup here. Uh, I don't have uh, – I, I was kind of drafting a lot of Tyreek Hill earlier in the year, so at this point I'm kind of just getting more exposures to Cooper Cup and that Rams offense because people forget Cooper Cup, man. Before he got hurt last year, he was uh, he, he was the number one player uh, in terms of running backs, receivers, and tight ends. So I'm totally fine with getting Mr. Cup there. And then we wait. Um, we'll see what we can correlate uh, at the back end of round two. I do want to pull up a couple things. Hey, if you guys are new, definitely uh, like the video, subscribe. It helps us grow. We're a little over 700 subscribers. Fingers crossed, trying to hit 1,000 subscribers by some point uh, before the season here. So come on in. We're going to be doing live drafts all summer. we got mock drafts. Uh, and then right now I'm on thefantasyfellowship.com. I do have a new article, Breakout Second and Third Year Players. Lots of good stuff on there. Check out the Contract Year Player video. Best Ball Cheat Sheet. This is something that I have been um, using a lot. Whenever I draft, I've been having this up with me. And this is a really cool cheat sheet that I made. Uh, essentially, I, I went through week 15, 16, and 17, and I kind of ranked the games <clears throat> based on the total offensive ranking. So like Dallas and Buffalo, Dallas uh, on the far right here, they have an offensive ranking of three for me. Buffalo has an offensive ranking of four. So three plus four equals seven. You want a low score here that indicates a potential high scoring game. So week 15, Dallas-Buffalo, fantastic game. Week 16, buffalo Chargers week 16. So two Buffalo games week 15 and 16. And then the final game here, Kansas City and the Chiefs. These are the top games. So uh, obviously you care about week 17 stacks, but I'm kind of playing around with this theory in my drafts this year, especially on underdog and DraftKings, where it's these play in or playoff style formats where you have to get through week 15, 16 to get to week 17. Uh, I mean, I, I really want to pay attention to week 17, but if I if I can get a, a little stack built that in cor uh, correlates a week 15, 16 game, I'm totally cool with that. And and for me, Buffalo, man, obviously they get New England week uh, week 17. Not a great game. You can maybe grab a, a one or two Patriots in that week 17 stack, but if you're drafting Buffalo guys, grab some Chargers, grab some Cowboys. They have some good games here, and that could help you kind of get to where you need to go. Uh, but we'll kind of pay attention to this. We took... Uh, we took Cooper Cup for the Rams here. Learning at the New York Giants week 17. We'll see if we can correlate some Giants with this. And then the Rams also get the Saints. So Chris Olave definitely in play for us here. Uh, and then the Rams also get the Commander. So we're interested in Commanders, Saints, and maybe some Giants. So uh, one thing that I like to do as we're cruising here in the first round, uh, especially an underdog, I really love this feature here. I'm just going to type in Rams. And I'm just going to click some Rams here. Uh, get some of these Rams guys on my radar here. 
And of course, their week 17 opponent is the New York Giants. So we're just going to slap uh, all of these giant guys here and we'll put Isaiah Hodgins on there. Uh, and then again, I mentioned the Saints. The Saints are a good team to pair with the Rams because uh, they play each other week 16. So I'm just going to slap a bunch of these guys on here. Uh, a lot of Saints. Uh, and then we did mention the Commanders. Um, and again, this is a theory that I'm playing with. It's called Stacks Within Stacks, where Again, you want to really focus on that week 17 game. Like that's kind of everything. But um, if you can kind of correlate your opponent that's in week 17, correlate that with some of your week 15 and 16 uh, opponents, I think that might be a new favorite idea of mine to, uh, to continue experimenting with as the summer progresses. So stacks within stacks, uh, all that's available on the fantasyfellowship.com. And right now I'm just organizing my rankings. And one thing that I love to do, especially like as I'm drafting here, the more teams I accumulate, I'm going to continue to search for these teams uh, in the search bar. And I'm going to add some of the top players to my queues. Uh, just lets me kind of stay. Just gives me a little chance to to see the teams that I'm correlating with. And uh, if, if I miss something, uh, it's it's right there in my queue. So I like to continue to rifle through here are we almost up to pick not quite yet uh, i'm just organized i wish there was a way to filter uh this by adp that would be very nice but uh what are you gonna do uh but anyways we're almost up to pick in the second round uh, i appreciate you guys hanging out with me uh again don't be afraid to like the video definitely subscribe if you guys are new we're putting out tons of content and uh this year our our draft kit which i'm calling the 2023 playbook it's completely free this year um, so in the past I had been charging, but I just want more people to access it. And uh, I'm just trying something to see if more people are going to use it. So it's completely free. Check it out. The 2023 playbook. Uh, there is a link in the description too, but you're going to get access to all my projections, rankings, cheat sheets, and more. Uh, Chris Olave, Saquon Barkley gone. Those would have been nice picks. So we're not really looking at correlating anything in the first round anymore, which is fine. Um, uh, I'm totally fine with that. Um, the quarterbacks are falling. Uh, that's a trend that we're starting to see, uh, a lot, uh, especially in the bigger stakes drafts. T Higgins goes there at 21 Mahomes, Pollard hurts, Josh Allen, uh, and then a bunch of running backs here. I'm going to land on Tony Pollard. Uh, and I just been Tony Pollard's an interesting case guys. I love the fact that Dallas, they really didn't bring in anyone to compete with Tony for touches that obviously they let Zeke go. But their depth chart behind Tony Pollard is really questionable. You got I don't I don't mind Malik Davis as a backup there. Of course, you have Deuce Vaughn, who they drafted, Coach's son, yada yada, whatever. Uh, and then Ronald Jones, like they they got some like just some junk there at backup. So they don't really have a true number two running back. I think last year they ended up giving Zeke and Tony Pollard well over 400 total touches. And uh, I mean, if you just extrapolate, I mean Tony Pollard getting. Maybe maybe 275 to 300 carries this year. That still leaves over 100 carries to someone at the RB2 spot. So I'm interested there. But Tony Pollard set up for a huge workload this year. And now that we got some Cowboys, we can uh, we can correlate a little bit of Dallas in here. Cooks, Prescott, and and Gallup. These have been uh, some of my favorite stacks. And uh, I do want to look at that article one more time with you guys uh, after I make this pick. But we're up to pick here. Mahomes, Josh Allen on the board here, Henry, Brees, Mark Andrews, Calvin Ridley. Um, I'm open to Calvin Ridley, but I think I got to take, 
I'm going to take Josh Allen here, guys, and we're going to maybe queue up some Buffalo players. So we have uh, the Bills, the Cowboys, and now the Rams. And that kind of gives us a, a wide opportunity to start stacking some good players. I'm just going to move up these guys here. Get Gallup in his spot. Yeah, I wish there was a way to filter these a little bit easier. Uh, but I'm feeling good with this. Cooper Cup, Tony Pollard, Josh Allen. Quarterbacks are starting to fall in the round three, guys. Um, so if you're patient, like um, Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, he, he could have taken maybe Patrick Mahomes here to correlate with Jamar Chase. That's fine. Uh, but I'm really th – there's been a couple drafts today where I've seen Josh Allen and Hurts fall to the back end to the middle of the third round. So if you're patient, they are starting to fall a little bit. Um, and I think you want to continue taking some of these stud running backs over the quarterbacks, but we'll take Josh Allen here. We already have one stud running back. I don't want to be too heavy. And we built ourselves a pretty, uh, a pretty well-balanced uh, start here. No elite tight end yet. Maybe we can look at that in the fourth round if we really care about it. Uh, but I do want to just pull up one more thing here. So I was talking about the Buffalo Bills. They're going to get Dallas, the Chargers, and New England. Um, so these are now kind of teams that I'm, I want to start looking into Dallas, the chargers and new England. Uh, let me finish typing in my bills here. Uh, Gabe Davis, James Cook, Damian Harris, come on down. I'm a huge fan of all of these guys. And again, I just wish there was a way to, to filter these a little bit better. So I didn't have to manually, manually align these guys up. Uh, but we got our bills in there now. And now that we got Josh Allen, man, like we're going to aggressively try and get, uh, you know, Gabe Davis, some of the tight ends, Dawson Knox. I prefer Knox over Kincaid right now. I think Kincaid's kind of overhyped and Knox is going to be the guy that's on the field more often than not. Um, we got the Cowboys on there. Let's just kind of see if we can maybe queue up some chargers in here too. Uh, I mean, I'm totally fine with maybe landing some of these guys. Um, we'll move Keenan Allen up to, oh, to the top of the queue. So if this plays out, um, I mean, obviously the, the Patriots play the Bills week 17. Not super excited about stacking Patriots, but uh, they are really, really cheap in fantasy drafts right now. Um, Quinton Johnston up. And then I think we're, we got a good amount of correlation now because I, I kind of want to just pick this is one thing that I've been trying to do too. I've been doing a handful of puppies. I've been doing a lot of drafters drafts. Uh, I kind of want to just stick to maybe four or five teams and, and, and say, hey, I'm going to draft, you know, two, three players from four or five teams and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I feel good about that strategy. And again, I have this is my second best ball mania four of the year. I kind of the way I'm playing it right now is I want to kind of specialize in these cheaper contests. Um, you know, the $5 puppy is a great one. Uh, the $3 one on drafters is a great one for me because um, I want to do volume in those contests. And I kind of want to um, continue to get, you know, a lot of different builds in those cheaper contests. Where in Best Ball Mania 4, I kind of want to do maybe one or two drafts a week and, uh, and and ramp up as I get closer to training camp. And in August, I think uh, August drafting in a contest like this is going to be uh, a pretty good advantage. But again, as you're drafting earlier, you have some advantages. But when you draft in August, you're going to have some advantages, too, as injuries and depth chart news and that kind of stuff happens. But I'll kind of recap what's going on here. Again, you're seeing the quarterbacks fall into the third round. Hurts, Allen, and Mahomes all in the first four picks of the third round. Henry, Brees, ETN, too high for ETN in my, in my liking there. Mark Andrews is starting. Mark Andrews is starting to dip to the back end of the third, which I like. I've been buying him here, was not buying him in the top half 
of the third. Debo, Calvin Ridley, there's Lamar, Amari Cooper, D-Hop. A little bit, I think you're buying Hopkins beyond his ceiling here. Uh, I, I would like Hopkins at the back end of the 4-5 turn. Just don't know where he's going yet. He, it could be bad. Uh, Watson, Najee, Judy, Mike Will, DJ Moore, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs is like an auto pick for me in the fourth round at this point. Especially in full PPR formats. Easily one of my favorites. Uh, easily one of my favorite uh, targets. But now that we're almost up to click, let me see. Um, let's go see. But So this guy's got Mahomes. This guy's got Hurts. We don't really have to worry about their picks at this point. We just know they're not going to be taking a quarterback. Would have liked to get Keenan Allen. Um, that that might have been nice. Uh, but again, I mentioned a handful of teams that we're looking at. Terry McLaurin fits our receiver need here um, because the Rams do play the Commanders Week 15, which could be a nice little mini correlation. You have Fields and Burrow starting to slide here. And again, I mentioned it before with the with the top QBs. The top the QBs are falling. Now that also means quarterbacks everywhere else are falling. You're seeing Joe Burrow now sometimes going to the fifth round. You're seeing Justin Fields going in the fifth round. You're seeing guys like Justin Herbert and even Trevor Lawrence dip into the sixth. Sometimes Lawrence falls in the seventh. Like these guys are all starting to slide six to 12 picks beyond their ADP that we were getting at a week or two ago. And I think that's just a, a lot of the market just being, Hey, we have to, we got to start doing some different stuff here uh, and, and, and start to mix some different players and do some different stacks. Uh, but anyways, Miles Sanders at 48, aggressive. Um, Carolina Panthers, interesting. Um, who do the Panthers play? I shouldn't know this by heart, but they get Jacksonville. Not sure why we're aggressively targeting that, uh, but that's totally fine. Uh, let's go take a peek here and see who we're looking at. Justin Herbert, no thank you. We might have to kind of do an uncorrelated thing. And I'm super – I don't know if you guys heard about the Colts situation, but they apparently have a player that uh, is has been gambling and could be in some big trouble. Uh, but we're up to pick here. I don't see anyone that correlates very well for our team. Um, so this is kind of like a just a whatever pick. I don't mind getting Drake London here. I feel pretty safe with him as my wide receiver three. I think that's where we will land. Uh, at 45 ADP, we're getting him at 51, so we're getting about a half a round discount on Drake London. Again, not super excited about Drake London, but for where we're getting him, um, I wish he would tell me the receiver number. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Drake London at wide receiver 27. Uh, my projections... Let's see. They got Drake London at wide receiver 25, so I'm pretty happy with that. And again, as our wide receiver three, that's totally cool. There's really nothing else to stack with Atlanta. Um, maybe Desmond Ritter, maybe Kyle Pitts next. Uh, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, but let's just, out of curiosity, again, we're kind of targeting Rams, a Rams frontier. Matt Stafford might look really good as our QB2. Uh, Derek Carr wouldn't look terrible either. Uh, but again, it's this idea of stacking within the stack. Obviously, you need to win your Week 17 match, so it makes a ton of sense, you know, to make that be your your driving force when you're making a lot of your picks. Uh, but if I can't stack, if I if I'm stacking Rams players against the Giants, uh, and and again, I have Cooper Cup, so the the Rams are that's the king stack here. So I care about the Rams schedule, Washington and the Saints to get me to Week 17. So I'm going to kind of try and correlate 
some of those guys here. Uh, the Saints have kind of already passed ship. Chris Olave would have been perfect here round two for us, but uh, I think a lot of sharp people are starting to move Olave up. Uh, Olave is going to have himself a pretty good year with Derek Carr. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the Saints' schedule is ridiculously easy. Um, and then I just want to mention, <clears throat> uh, when I did all these, so you guys see week 15, 16, and 17, uh, basically what I did is I, I came up with a ranking system for all these games. Uh, and then what I figured out is Dallas has probably the number one stackable schedule in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, they have a score of 28. So they play Buffalo, which is the number one game of week 15. Uh, they play Miami, which is the number two game of week 16. And then in week 17 here, uh, they're going to get the Detroit Lions, which is the second best game of that week. So all their games are in the top two weeks, 15, 16, and 17. Dallas, and again, I, I know Dak Prescott in the passing game. It, it's weird um, how people are kind of you know drafting that right now. But I love stacking Dallas. They have three potential shootouts, weeks 15, 16, and 17. And when you start to build a Dallas stack, a Dallas Lions stack, sprinkle in some Buffalo, sprinkle in some Miami. Those are games that can help you get to the week 17 uh, you know, holy grail of Detroit and Dallas on the fast track. So again, this is just an idea of, I'm calling it stacks within the stacks. It, it's a fun little system. And it even gets deeper than that. If you really wanted to, I, I think if you're drafting, you know, Buffalo for week 15, you could also look at Buffalo's schedule and say, I'm going to, I'm going to snag a couple chargers or two because Buffalo chargers week 16. So you can begin to kind of build some builds with, with that in mind. And that's the, again, the theory of stacks. Within the stacks, uh, week five, uh, round five is complete. You see, after we take Drake London, who I'm completely fine with taking there. I'm actually, I'm curious. I want to see where Mr. London, where was he drafted? Or where, where did he finish last year? We'll do half PPR Yahoo. So Drake London as a rookie, wide receiver, 35, 72 receptions, 866 yards, and four touchdowns. I feel like he's going to beat all of these numbers. These are all pretty easy, beatable numbers in his second year in the league. Um, so I, I love London here. But Godwin, Fields, again, you're seeing Fields fall into the fifth. That's kind of fair market for Herbert right there. That's kind of where Lawrence's ADP is as well. Tight end. TJ Hawkinson, man, about a week or two ago, he was a mid-fourth round pick in uh, I felt good about drafting him at the 4-5 turn, but now he's starting to fall even farther as just look at all the orange in rounds four and five. Tons of orange, but I do want to just, just soak in some of these green running back names, guys. Uh, Najee Harris is fine. Jameer Gibbs is one of my favorites, especially in, in a full PPR format. Uh, Sanders, that's a little bit high, but Jones, Kenneth Walker, Jacob Dobbins, Joe Mixon, like these guys are all locked in as running back twos at least for the upcoming season. And we can get them... Super late. Like these guys are all being drafted around wide receivers 27 to 30. Like, so, like, comparatively, you can get a running back two at wide receiver three prices, which I, I kind of like. Um, more receivers coming off the board here Marquise Brown, Kadarius Tony, a little bit rich for Tony there, I think, but Mike Evans. And uh, since we are almost up to pick, let's just take a peek here. What pick are we picking? We're picking at 70. Um, this might be kind of like a celeb pick here. Again, Cam Akers, Jahan Dotson, all these guys are here. Uh, we do have Terry McLaurin, uh, but I'm not quite sure we need to, to draft both guys. Although, in essence, I, I kind of just want to have both guys on my team for that week's 15, 16, and 17 slate. Uh, who do the Commanders play? Commanders get the Rams, the Jets, and the 49ers. Some tough, tough defenses. Um, 
Uh, I think the move has got to be Traylon Burks. Again, we could get Damian Pierce, Jordan Addison's there. Uh, Traylon Burks has been one of my favorite picks here in the seventh round. It's kind of a no-brainer to me right now. Uh, he's the bona fide number one receiver on that team. I think Tannehill is being somewhat disrespected this year. I know Will Levis is there, but I'm not super scared about him beating his beating him out this summer. So we'll see. I think Tannehill to Traylon Burks is going to be a pretty fierce, uh, pretty fierce connection. Um, and again, it's kind of a naked stack here, but Traylon Burks and those Tennessee Titans, man, they're going to get Houston, Seattle, Houston. Traylon, like, would it surprise you if Traylon Burks pops off for 20 plus points in all three of those games? Not me. Um, and again, it's kind of a naked pick there, but I'm, I'm totally fine with it because we're going to correlate. We're getting correlation with this next pick for sure. I still haven't taken a, taken a giant to correlate. We did just miss on Jahan Dotson, which would have been nice. Um, and I do have Cooper Cup here. Uh, the clear pick is either going to be Darren Waller or Gabe Davis. And the thing I like about Darren Waller is, one, we need a tight end. And, two, uh, he's the really the only other Giants receiving weapon that I would want, not named Saquon Barkley, I guess. Uh, but in this case, we, we got Josh Allen. It makes a lot of sense for us to take Gabe Davis in this build. Uh, especially uh, I'm coming around to Gabe Davis, man. He's in a contract year. I can guarantee you he wants to stick around in Buffalo. And uh, Stephon Diggs, man, getting a little older. Uh, I think Gabe Davis could be in line for a huge season. Uh, stepping into 100 targets, I think. I think he had 93 last year. I'm expecting a little bit more of, of efficiency from Gabe Davis. I thought he also had some kind of nagging injury last year. Let me take a peek here. Where was Gabe Davis? Wide, wide receiver 27, not super elite on a game-to-game -game basis. Like, sure, he averaged 9.8, you know, half PPR points per game, but we're not drafting Gabe Davis for his points per game. We're drafting Gabe Davis for his boom weeks, you know, a 20, uh, an 18, a 30. Uh, not a ton of boom games last year. One, two, three, four, five, six games with the wild card there. Uh, in double digits, uh, and again, I think this is going to be something that Gabe Davis grows upon, and maybe he gets a little bit more consistent. Uh, I'm just curious what that injury was last year. Oh, Gabriel Davis injury. What is this? He's yet to miss. Well, he missed two games last year. One was the the uh, the Bengals game. My bad. So he had a high ankle sprain last year, week three, or we, I think that was week two uh, on a Saturday practice. He missed one game for it, and he kind of wasn't himself the rest of the year. So if he can stay healthy, Gabe Davis, man, he's a fun fun player. Um, let me go back to the draft board here. Uh, seventh round is still fantastic for wide receivers. I think you want to be continuing to take these guys while – uh, they are available, but Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, Quentin Johnson, Rashad Bateman. I think this is kind of where I start to get turned off by the receivers. You can kind of see here, too, in the queue, Zay Flowers, Elijah Moore. This is very clear to me. You know, after the drop-off of, I think, Cooks and Quentin Johnson and Bateman, those are kind of the last receivers that I don't mind snagging in the seventh round. Uh, if if I if they're gone, you've got to be taking running backs here. It started with Madison. There's Dalvin Cook. DeAndre Swift, Isaiah Pacheco, Darren Waller, uh, if you want a tight end at this range, Rashad White, James Conner, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, tons of running backs here. And, again, we only have Tony Pollard on the roster right now. 
I feel pretty good about that so far. Uh, and again, we're going to try and get some correlation with Tony Pollard at some point. Would love to snag another Lion or Cowboy or two to get some action in that game. And uh, again, I mentioned the Cowboys have my most stackable schedule weeks 15, 16, and 17. Uh, but I think at this point, eighth round, the receivers have kind of run its course. Eight, nine, ten. You're going to see a lot of green running backs taken off the board here. You're going to see a lot of purple, a lot of good quarterback. Like this is kind of, you know, after Deshaun Watson, that's where there's some questions about who's going to, you know, finish top 10 at QB. Uh, but you're going to get, a you know, a handful of quarterbacks here in the rounds 8, 9, and 10. And then you're also going to see a handful of tight ends and then kind of some junk receiver rounds here. But I get it. If, if you went running back early or elite tight end, you're going to maybe, you know, can figure out how to finish your your top four or five wide receivers but for the most part everything that i've seen so far everyone's saying you want five receivers through eight rounds i don't know if that's completely true i think you can make four work especially if you have an elite tight end with those four tight ends i think you kind of want to just make sure you have five elite pass catchers um and, and so some of these tight ends they can count as elite uh, but i for sure want at least five pass catchers between my you know receivers and tight end and then as we set this up, uh, we have our five pass catchers. We got Cooper Cup, man. We got Terry, Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Gabe Davis. <clears throat> I am feeling pretty good about that group of five. Uh, Would have been nice to get David Montgomery to pair with Tony P, but that is totally fine. Uh, one, two, three, four picks are up. Let's see if we can identify some players. Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I haven't been drafting a – Michael Thomas, like at all, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to grabbing him here. We're picking at 94th overall. I suppose it's fine. And he gets drafted. I, I have this weird thing where uh, I'm almost not allowed to say the player's name when I'm like getting close to picking because it almost always just ends up being taken. So that's frustrating, but it is what it is. And um, two away here, a lot of good players on the board. You can see those running backs got hit pretty hard. Um, Javante Williams is an interesting one. I saw he's starting to fall. I know he's got an ADP of 91.4. He has risen the last week or two because he's been present at OTAs. And man, oh man, we just got sniped on my favorite running back to take in fantasy drafts right now. And that's James Cook. So that one hurts. That would have been a nice Buffalo piece there. And this guy gets him behind Barkley and Henry. All right. Good pick, man. Good pick. Hate it, but it is definitely an interesting pick here. And uh, as I mentioned, don't really want to take a receiver here. Sutton, maybe Jamison Williams. Uh, he's got an ADP of 98. I'm not opposed to it. Um, there's Dak Prescott sitting there. We do have Tony Pollard. Don't have a tight end yet either. If I take Dak Prescott here, I'm done at QB, which is nice. I have Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott. I have exposure to the entire Dallas Cowboys offense. I don't love handcuff, or I don't love grabbing a quarterback and a running back on the same team, but I think this is a unique situation where grabbing Dak to be my quarterback next to Josh Allen, I'm completely done. I, I love that quarterback duo. It's it's pretty sick. We still have some outs with Dallas. We could get a Michael Gallup. We can get a Jake Ferguson. And uh, basically just getting Dak, we know he's going to play the Lions week, uh, whatever, week 17. 
I was fishing here. I can get one of the suspended guys. I don't know what Alvin Kamara's suspension is going to be. Obviously, I need some running backs. I'm going to be passing on some good running backs here. Uh, but getting a Jamison Williams added to this, and he does correlate with Dak and Tony Pollard, maybe Jamison Williams, the guy you need, week 17. Um, and again, I know he's got a six-game suspension. I don't think he's going to try and appeal it. I don't know if he's going to even win it if you were to. Uh, but we'll grab Jamison Williams there. And again, that's just a way to get a little bit more exposure into that Dallas-Detroit game. And basically, I'm going zero tight end here. I, I think we can scratch together three tight ends and call this thing pretty good. Um, Sam Laporta down here, that's an interesting – especially when we get later in the season, Laporta could be more involved. Again, he's a lion. I do like uh, – I, I mentioned Dawson Knox, who is basically free. Um, and where was he? Jake Ferguson is the other correlated – tight end for us let me just kind of move these guys up and hey if you guys are just joining us don't be afraid to like the video say hi in the comments i'm always down to uh to uh discuss with new people to the channel i love uh i just i love the conversation so if you guys don't want to leave a comment let me know how the draft's going so far do you guys like my strategy and again after doing so many drafts you start to kind of just do some different things than i've seen and uh, i'm totally cool we got two elite tight our QBs. Only got the one running back on the roster. So we're running a true zero running back, zero tight end squad. And I'm kind of excited about it. We'll see. I have something up my sleeve here. I'm gonna I'm fishing for it. Uh, I was very tempted to take Alvin Kamara there. Uh, but there's just so much unknown with Alvin. Like I think his court case is the last day of July, which I don't know. I, I like, I love, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love Kamara's game. Not super fond of him morally as a player. I, I, I guess I don't really like what he did. He's going to get suspended. Don't know how long. I think at this point, the ninth round, it's probably okay to say, you know, I, I took Jamison Williams. So I know the guy is going to be gone for six games, but I, I'm, I'm buying a player here who's got 11 games on his schedule. And I'm hoping for five or six of these games to be like 20 pointers. If, if that happens, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And who, even if he just, you know, contributes seven or eight double digit games, that's fine too. He's going to be a guy that, that, you know, works himself into my roster. Um, and uh, essentially we have tanked out at wide receiver. I got six really good freaking wide receivers. I'm not drafting another wide receiver until maybe one of the last picks. I, I have pretty good ones. We know we're not taking a quarterback, so we're purely looking at what I believe is the strength of the draft coming up, round 10, 11, 12, and beyond. Like, definitely, at this point, you can make an argument that, like, there's a little bit of a tight end dead zone coming up here. I might not be forced to take a tight end at 10 and 11. I'm fine with it if we have to, but uh, you want to be pounding running backs and tight ends, I think, in the double-digit rounds, and uh, that's kind of what we set ourselves up to do. Uh, I'm just noticing now, Pat Frymuth going at 100. His ADP is typically... In that 106 to 110 range, he's usually at the turn of the 910 rounds here. But to see him go over Evan Ingram, over Ninjoku, I'm I'm all for that. I have him ranked ahead of those guys in my projections. But man, oh man, um, I mean, my pat bags are packed at about a 110 ADP. So if he keeps getting drafted up there, I'm I'm totally cool with it. I might have to sprinkle some more in, but um, love to see Pat Frymuth up there. Now that we're getting, again, I kind of mentioned. If you remember when I was talking about it, uh, I said, look at all the green coming up. There's going to be a lot of purple. 
there's going to be a lot of blue. And uh, sure enough, after that big wide receiver run, half the picks have been running backs. This is when you want to be pounding your running backs. And uh, maybe not zero. I don't think so. I think this year, zero RB isn't going to work. I think you need one stud running back in your first three rounds because running backs are a plenty up there. Whether you know, I almost like the running backs round two than I like than I than I do in round one. Round one, get your stud receiver, man. Round two, you can get Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, JT. Uh, we got Tony Pollard. There's a ton of good running backs in round two. Round three, a little bit more question marks. But again, I, I really like the running backs at the beginning. And now we don't have to really force it. Quarterbacks are falling here. I mentioned Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking a third uh, quarterback here. I do have a little something, something up my sleeve. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to love it. I'm going to grab Jamal Williams here. Again, the Saints are just one of those teams that I want exposure to. I did not have a New Orleans Saint uh, player yet. And again, the reason I'm taking a Saints player here is because I have Cooper Cup. He correlates with the Saints and the Commanders. Uh, I'd like to sprinkle in more of these teams along with some, some giant players. So uh, Commanders, Saints, Giants, those are some of the teams that we are definitely looking at into. And uh, this laid out really perfect for me. And this has been something that I've been trying to do especially when I get that first, second, or third overall pick. Um, I, I kind of like going empty at zero, you know, zero RB. And then when it comes time in the 10th and 11th round turn, it's really easy to get Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. I know it's not the best thing to do to, to stack multiple running backs on a team. But again, I do know Alvin Kamara, he's going to miss some time. And I know they're excited about Kendra Miller. I know they're excited about Jamal Williams because they paid him. And, and for me, I think there's room for two running backs to eat every week, whether it's Alvin Kamara out of the backfield catching passes or whether it's, you know, Jamal Williams banging in at the, you know, a short yarded touchdown, or if it's Kendra Miller popping off the big play every now and then I think the saints have the easiest schedule in recent memory that I've seen for a full season schedule. The saints, you want to be in on the 2023 New Orleans Saints this year. So get excited about the Saints. And again, now we got Tony Pollard. We got two Saints running backs. I'm starting to feel good about that room having at least a floor every week. We're going to, especially the first six weeks, we built ourselves in. We're getting, again, I'm, I'm kind of expecting either a four or six game suspension for Alvin Kamara. I've locked in a running back two starter between Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams there for the first four or six weeks. Now, it's kind of about piecing in, you know, I kind of want to buy windows for running backs. That's kind of how it goes. So if I can get a running back that kind of comes in middle of the season, you know, and has, has some life there. And then you kind of want to maybe look at some rookies who maybe get some run later in the year. I still don't have a tight end. I'm still not worried about that tight end spot being filled. Let's kind of pivot. I need to kind of start filling out some running backs. Now, Jalen Warren's one of those guys that qualifies to me as a guy who has he has weekly you know flex upside because he could you know break a big play or two catch a couple passes and make a touchdown or something happen uh last year he did make he did make some nice plays uh down the stretch let me actually show you guys half ppr Jalen warren and again, as the season went on, he began to play a little bit more. Um, I think he is very underrated. I, don't, I think Najee Harris is slightly overrated. Uh, but in a half PPR format, you saw two double-digit games out of Jalen Warren. 
uh, double-digit carries, 11 and 12 in those games. He did rush for a touchdown week 15, had three for 22 as a receiver week 17. Some really nice rushing numbers here, 12 for 76 in that game. And, uh, yeah, and you see a couple nines, nine, nine, eights. You know, technically this, these are – I see when I buy in Jalen Warren, I see five games last year that could have been a running back two for me. Now, these aren't great numbers. Eight to 11 points are by no means great. But I expect Jalen Warren – to a solid rookie year. I expect him to grow, get more touches this year. And again, if anything happens to um, to Najee Harris, Jalen Warren might be, he might be a league winner, a uh, really fun player. Um, and uh, as we look around here, we're probably going to get sniped on a lot of guys in our queue. Uh, you can see green is still a primary color uh, at this point. There are some tight ends starting to come off the board. Uh, That's a little early for Chido Conquo, who's one of my favorite tight ends to draft. Uh, but now you're starting to see some orange trickle back in here. It looks like we're on a little wide receiver run. Um, not super excited about Darnell Mooney. I think there's going to be a lot of confusing wide receiver scores in that Bears offense. Uh, Mingo is a fun upside pick. I, I think Mingo looks good when you have, you know, a solid five receivers ahead of him. I don't want to be drafting Mingo on a on a heavy RB team because Mingo might take, you know, five, six games to get caught up. And if, if, if Mingo were to hit, I don't know if he's going to hit week one right away. So you need to kind of build in a safety net with Mingo. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, people are sleeping on Romeo Dobbs. I think he has a legit outside chance to lead the Packers in receptions this year. I know everyone's talking Christian Watson in the fourth round, uh, but Dobbs has been uh, electric and super, Super positive reviews out of OTAs in Green Bay so far. Uh, good pick, Nico Collins. Again, that's what happens when you talk about the player you want to take. Jalen Warren goes 136. And then Alec Pierce. I'm just I'm so interested to see who this anonymous Colts player is that uh, has apparently gotten busted for betting on games. They said it was a non-star player, but he's like known – uh, by, you know, fantasy people. And they did sign Brashad Perriman today, which I found pretty interesting. Brashad Perriman's a big outside receiver. Alec Pierce is a big outside receiver. Michael Pittman is a, he's a good receiver, not a star player. And he does play a lot on the inside outside kind of thing. He's an interesting guy. I don't think it was him though. Um, really not a fan of these running backs here as we've kind of been sniped on a lot of them. We're going to be riding rims here with Tony P, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller. Uh, I just want to open it back up here. Dalton Schultz, man, not sexy. We do have Tennessee Traylon Burks here. I, I need a tight end. I, I see Tyler Higby here. Uh, but Dalton Schultz gives us a little bit of a juice in that, in that ugly Week 17 game. I need a tight end, man. I'll, t- I'll take Dalton Schultz 10 10- 10 picks after ADP. It's fine. Not in love with that pick, but it is what it is. We're going to need to find some RBs. Wow. We missed like all the running backs. I think our next turn at the, where are we? The 166, 171, that's going to be ripe for running backs. So I might look at one more receiver here, maybe one more tight end here. I'm not a, not a commit guy for sure. Van Jefferson correlates with our Cooper Cup. I still don't have a Giants receiver. I definitely want to get uh, at least one Giant receiver. That's probably going to be Isaiah Hodgins. Um, 
yeah, I do not see the strength at receiver. That's for sure. And tight end, man. I mean, Higby might be fine. And, of course, Dulcich and Higby go back-to-back. Don't want to reach on Jawan Johnson. Cole Komet's falling. Not super into it. Ugly, ugly turn, man. We could have maybe waited on QB2 in in hindsight here. Uh, I'll take a flyer on the Bears' Rashawn Johnson. This is a guy that I just kind of want to just put in the back of my portfolio here. I get him a few picks after ADP. I, I... I do like uh, I like Khalil Herbert. I think he's a good he's a good he's a good running back, and and so is Deonta Foreman. Um, it's a kind of an ugly three way committee. I think the way I've drafted is I've given myself at least four to six games of Tony Pollard, and then we're gonna have a Saints running back score for us at RB two, um, and then Rashawn Johnson. Man, if if he comes out and he's looking good, he might be a guy by mid season late year. He could be a guy that emerges. And who knows? Khalil Herbert's had trouble staying healthy. Deonta Foreman is kind of a banger. He might he might kind of retain a role there. Uh, Rashawn Johnson. I do need more of him at that point. I probably would have went with Tyler Higby and just locked down the two tight ends, Schultz and Higby, both gross white tight ends, but it is what it is. And we're moving and grooving here. And hey, if you're just joining us now, don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you guys are new. It means so much for, to me that uh, I got people out there that want to watch uh, a live stream with me just drafting a best ball team in June, June 5th to be exact. Pretty crazy. It's a, it's definitely a best ball summer. It is on. Um, yeah, and we're going to be doing doing live streams, man. If not every other night, you know, every third night, something like that, we're going to be pumping out two, three videos a week. And on top of that, I do like to put out uh, the YouTube shorts and all that stuff. So plenty of content. And man, oh man, I can't mention it enough. The 2023 playbook on the Fantasy Fellowship is completely free. Projections, rankings, cheat sheets, everything you need to uh, to get prepared for your fantasy drafts is there on the 2023 playbook page. Uh, there's your rankings. There's your projections. I even put them by team this year. Uh, which you can kind of just click into the team and see how they're going to go. I've got advanced projections here. I absolutely love target share, opportunity share, and yard share. Three really big numbers that can help correlate uh, to fantasy success. You can see, you know, the more opportunity a player gets, the better he's going to usually finish in fantasy football. There are some exceptions. Guys like Deontay Johnson last year didn't catch touchdowns, so he kind of had a down year. Uh, But he's a guy you want to be buying in 2023. I'm going to update the cheat sheets at some point this week. And then uh, I'm challenging myself to at least one article a week, I think, this this year. So, uh, so far, I've been pumping out at least one a week the last month and just having fun with it. And then tons of 2023 research, guys. Just check it out. I put so much work into it, and it's free. Um, but anyways, we're moving and grooving here. Just notice, rounds 13, 14, the running backs have technically fallen off. Uh, I should have been a little bit more aware of that. Don't know if we need a Dak Prescott on second thought. It, it might have been uh, a little bit better to not take him. We have Dak unstacked right now. Uh, we have him with Tony Pollard technically, which who knows if Tony Pollard catches a touchdown and Dak, you know, runs in one or something. We got some weird stack ability going on in that Detroit Lions game, uh, but we'll see. We're on deck right now. Sam Laporta went. I was kind of considering him. Um, 
Again, the New Orleans Saints players here. I just I don't love the running backs here, guys. Uh, we're picking at what? 166. Tajay Spears is down there. Okay, I'm going to grab Juwan Johnson just to get another Saint. And um, let's see. Rashid Shahid sticks out. One, two, three, four, five, six. We grab Rashid Shahid. We could be, and then he goes. Again, as soon as I say it, I ain't getting him. Uh, top player, Matthew Stafford. That would have looked really nice right now. I know we don't have Matthew Stafford. Um, we don't need Matthew Stafford, I mean. We have Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. I think I'm going to let him go. Uh, I'm just going to grab Deonta Foreman here. That gives us another backfield stack here. We got Roshan and Deonta Foreman. I'm okay with it. I don't love it. By no means do I love it. But, hey, we got a 66% chance of, of a running back two maybe every week with one of these guys here. So it's fine. We're really light on running back, so I can't really complain. And hopefully one of those receivers falls to us on the comeback. We got three picks left here. Uh, I'm kind of happy with my build so far. Uh, we got the two QBs, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, the five running backs, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, and Deontay Foreman. Receivers are delicious. Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Jamison Williams, and then down here, Dalton Schultz, Jawan Johnson. Uh, we got a handful of guys left here that we could potentially stack. Uh, I want to just click on Khalil Shakir, get him in there, our Buffalo stack. Uh, let's just see some of the Rams. Matthew Stafford's falling like crazy. I could maybe add Kieran Williams, who's kind of being undrafted right now. I don't know if I trust Zach Evans. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, whatever. Um, I believe we're all out on Cowboys. I can maybe take a stab at Deuce Vaughn. I, I'm, I am Malik. Da I, I like Malik Davis too. I just, I'm nervous that they're not. I'm nervous that they're going to grab another running back. It could even be Ezekiel Elliott. You know, like it's really kind of a messy situation there. And I don't know if I trust it. So, uh, but I, I do believe that the Cowboys need to use a second running back other than Tony Pollard. Uh, I don't love, again, I'm just trying things out. I did not plan on coming in and just grabbing backfield tandems or, you know, parts of trios, but that's just kind of the way it's working out. And if the staff likes Deuce Vaughn, they like Deuce Vaughn, but it's a little bit early. I think when I'm drafting in June, again, I, I mentioned I want to ramp up my BBM fours and some of my more higher stakes drafts in August. Since it's so early, I want to draft certainty. I want to draft a guy that I, I feel has kind of a, a position locked in and he's going to be able to compete. Like a guy like Deonta Foreman, I know he's going to get opportunity. Rashawn Johnson, too. Those guys are going to compete. I, got, I, I, I like it. With the Cowboys, no idea who the number two running back is. And uh, like, what if they signed Kareem Hunt? You know, what if they signed Brock Back? Is he Kelly? It's just, there's a lot of questions there. And some of the other backup running back spots, too, whether it's the Cincinnati Bengals, who personally I, I would love to see Kareem Hunt as a Cincinnati Bengal, I think that's a lot of fun. Because uh, Travion Williams, Chris Evans, kid from Illinois, Chase Brown, I just, I don't know, guys. But uh, we're moving and grooving here. 16th round, I got two picks coming up fast. I can get my last receiver here. I think Tajay Spears would be a excellent pick for us as well. And as soon as I say it, uh, we're going to get, we're going to get hit here. 
He is the top RB available. Kenneth Gainwell goes. And we're working on a 2-5-6-2 build. Definitely want one more receiver. I think six is too light. Um, if I can't get Hodgins here, I'm totally cool with Khalil Shakir, just a part of our Buffalo stack. I think that would be just fine. Hodgins does correlate with our Rams game. I don't have anybody else in that Rams game. I, I failed to get Cooper Cup some help in Week 17. Maybe it makes more sense to get a Khalil Shakir. Uh, again, Buffalo gets New England in that game. It's a way better offense. There's going to be way more opportunities, and there goes Hodgins. So I think that kind of you know kind of kind of just dodged the bullet here. Uh, if we can get get a pick here, and of course I jinx it, Tajay Spears. Um, I'm just going to grab Khalil Shakir. Uh, I think Shakir's a sleeper. To me, he's the clear third wide receiver on that team. And he's going to get opportunities in the slot. Heaven forbid anything happens to Gibbs or to, to Diggs or Gabe Davis. Khalil Shakir is going to be the number two receiver on that team. I think he can play inside. I think he can play outside. Uh, he's a pretty valuable pick, I think, at this point. Especially when you're drafting Josh Allen teams. You got to take Khalil Shakir, man. He's he's basically free at this point of the draft. And uh, here we go. Dalton Schultz and Jawan Johnson to hold it down at that spot. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Kareem Hunt here. I don't feel great about it, but uh, I don't want to miss out on him. And I think of all the free agent running backs left, like if if Zeke signs with the Cowboys, are we gonna be running away from Tony Pollard? Maybe he slips a little bit. I will say. If Kareem Hunt signs with a team like the Cowboys, that's going to probably hurt Tony Pollard's stock. Um, and I, I guess just what I'm trying to say is Kareem Hunt has the – I think he's got the most juice left in the tank between Zeke, Hunt, and Fournette. If and when Kareem Hunt signs somewhere, he's probably going to hurt somebody's value. And uh, even if he is the RB2 there, uh, we know he's a really good pass catcher. He's a solid pass blocker, and he's a really damn good running back. I think Kareem Hunt's got a lot of value left, so I do not mind him. What, round 17, Kareem Hunt is free. Just what happens when, say, Kareem Hunt signs in a week or two, you know, what what is – it almost doesn't even matter what team he goes to because wherever he signs, he's going to have more value than he does now. I'm really curious to see what he jumps up to in terms of ADP. So I, I love grabbing a guy like Kareem Hunt at this point in the draft, especially on RB light teams. Um, so again, we're just experimenting some stuff. If you guys are just getting to the chat room, uh, you know, like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you for coming in. We're just finishing this one up. I think at this point, um, we got a two quarterback build with Josh Allen and uh, Dak Prescott. Our running backs are pretty light. Uh, we do have six. I don't know if I want to push it. We have eight receivers and two tight ends. I, I kind of want to see what the tight end looks like. Uh, the only reason why I, I kind of like grabbing a third tight end, especially an underdog, is because you can technically start two. Like if, if you have two tight ends hit, you can start one as a flex, whereas quarterback, you can only start one. It only To me, it only makes sense to take two quarterbacks. I don't want to be stuck burning a roster spot with three quarterbacks when I can, you know, use that ammo elsewhere. Uh, but having that third tight end, uh, one, it gives you a little bit of wiggle room in case, in case an injury happens to one of your, say you have two tight ends and one of them gets hurt. 
whether it's season ending or he's gone for a couple of weeks, it gives you just another backup and another opportunity to get some more points. Um, so it, I do like that. And then again, you can, if you draft the right ones, you could end up flexing a tight end uh, a handful of times. Uh, it's not always drawn up that way, but you know, tight end stuff happens. And as we enter the 18th and final round, uh, this is where it gets kind of fun. There's there's players in the 18th round that by August, they're going to be drafted in the 15th round, 16th round, maybe even the 14th round. These guys are going to move up. As soon as we start getting OTAs out of the way and essentially what? We have like two weeks left of OTAs and then the players all go on vacation and get arrested uh, for a few weeks before they report back in July. But a lot can happen between June and July. You know, a player could get signed. A player could get injured. Uh, training camps start. And then we start seeing where, you know, who's getting the first team reps or the second team reps. There's a lot that can happen. So I think to be right on your 18th round pick right now is I kind of just want to get a guy that's, you know, kind of guaranteed to be on the team. I want him to have a clear role. And uh, if there's any opportunity for him to, to move up the boards, it's going to be, you know, come July. So you kind of just want to lock in this player, see what happens. And uh, we'll start to kind of shout some of these players out now. Uh, Darius Slayton is one of the my favorite receivers to draft in the 18th round. I think he is the best boundary receiver. I know Isaiah Hodgins is a pretty good X receiver. I think he's he's kind of like a slot hybrid as well. I know Slayton's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, I like him. Giants like him. Giants are going to be much improved this year. Uh, pretty good pick. Uh, Nathaniel Dell is a guy that uh, it's kind of cloudy in the Texans system, but he's a somewhat decent draft pick capital by the Texans. CJ Stroud loves him, and this is a guy that's going to get a lot of opportunity as the season continues. So if you need receiver, those are some of the guys I do like. Uh, we need technically a tight end. Isaiah Likely, at this point, we know he's the tight end too. He kind of got lost, uh, I think, in the pecking order when they signed all those uh, receivers. Od Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers were added, healthy Rashad Bateman. Kind of hurt him a little bit. We are going to go get a tight end here. And uh, this guy's to me, he's got a ton of upside to be the – potential Dalton Schultz error and it's it's Jake Ferguson uh I, I don't think Luke Shoemaker is any good I, I think he's a blocking tight end I think he's kind of a guy that they just wanted to make sure could you know replace some of what Dalton Schultz provided who was a pretty good all-around blocker I think Ferguson's more athletic uh than than Dalton Schultz and to get Ferguson here as my tight end three I'm fine with it it also correlates with our DAC stack so I'm overall pretty happy with that and, um, yeah, a couple of other guys I just want to shout out in the 18th round here. Mac Jones is free if you really wanted to. I could have went empty and just got Josh Allen and Mac Jones and peppered in some uh, peppered in some some guys here for the Patriots. Hunter Henry is the starting tight end for the Patriots. I don't get why Mike Jasicki is going ahead of him, you know, several rounds ahead of him either. Uh, so I love Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Kate Otten, Logan Thomas, you can get starting tight ends, guys, in the 18th round. So I, I love that depth there. Uh, Richie James could be a slot punt returner for the Chiefs. Paris Campbell with Brian Dable. That's a lot of uh, excitement there. Michael Wilson, he's, he's going to be the best. He's, he's literally the biggest receiver on the Cardinals. He's going to get a lot of playing time on the outside. Greg Dortch, uh, probably the best receiver on the Cardinals outside of Marquise Brown. Devontae Parker is free. Two, two, there's just some junk here. Uh, Kyle Phillips could be the starting slot receiver for the uh, the Titans. And then at running back, it's take a flyer and a handcuff, whether it is one of the Cowboys guys, Deuce Vaughn, Malik Davis, 
Again, slightly worried that they're going to sign another running back to compete. Uh, Cordero Patterson is free. He's worth a spot. He's going to be used in, in some high leverage situations. And then, you know, Trayvon Williams has the inside track to be the RB2 in Cincinnati. Uh, Ty Chandler was picked, but I do like him. Sean Tucker in Tampa Bay, Chris Rodriguez in Washington. Just some names for you guys there. Uh, but, hey, that's going to do it for this video. I had a lot of fun drafting this BBM4 team. Uh, I'm going to try and do at least one big draft stream per week. So uh, maybe next week we'll do the drafters stream. But, anyways, thank you guys. Check out the links in the description. Uh, the 2023 playbook is completely free this year. Again, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't signed up to Underdog, uh, use the link in the description. Get your deposit match. Check out Underdog, drafters, all that good stuff. And, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Monday evening. We'll see you in a future stream. Peace.